And welcome to the J Train Podcast. J Train, Jared Free, coming live from the Southern Quarantine Cabin in Boca Raton, Florida. We are here Mondays and Thursdays with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this show. A lot of you, I've been doing some some stand-up virtually, and I want to say thank you to all of you guys who have been showing up to that. That is a blast. It's helping me out. It's taken that daily thing I used to have in New York City and kind of found its way to the internet in my own comfortable way. So it's nice. We're helping each other out. You guys get hopefully a laugh, and I get to tape it, record it, rewrite it, and see if I can make the laughs bigger. That's the whole deal. And uh, and also, if you're watching in YouTube land, we have a lot going on YouTube. The, the Rose Rehash, The Bachelor Recap Show. After every episode of The Bachelor, go, go, go. Get subscribed to the YouTube channel. That helps me. Very helpful. Those are free ways to pay for your free entertainment. So, YouTube, subscribing, sharing, making your Instagram story. Tweet it to, your, to, to, to the eardrums of the world. That's what I'm asking for. Live shows, live shows, Tampa, Des Moines, those are happening as of now. Get the Quarren Squad together. Assemble that group chat, socially distanced, of course. So we're doing all that stuff. Very excited about today's guest. He, um, he is a fellow Bachelor commentator, I would call it. And he has a new podcast that you can all go subscribe to and you should subscribe to called Baby Got Batch. Give it up for Brett Vergara. Thank you for coming on, Brett. Woo, that's me. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad our paths have finally crossed via a podcast. You know, we pass ways on on Twitter plenty, but (laughs) Listen, it's nothing nothing like uh, in-person and or over a Zoom because that's the world we're in now. Yeah, it, you know what? It's great to finally meet you. Um, for those that don't know, Brett is an amazing what, – what would you call it? You're, you know, you're making fun of The Bachelor like I am. Is, is that really what you're I, doing? I think it's commentator. Yeah, I think it's commentator. Comment- I actually got into this with a friend of mine. Have you ever been referred to as like a Bachelor super fan or is it usually a commentator? I, You know, I've, I've tried my best – to just go by comedian because like oh, I, yeah. like and that's the douchiest response to that because i'm just like <laughs> I, sure. I, well my goal with like you know the way i came to the bachelors like i love watching all reality tv like there's not one yeah. reality show that i'm like poo-pooing I, I i give every reality show a chance more so than scripted shows and it's like yeah. years ago now i you know, I'm doing stand up every night in New York and, and I think I was sick and I had like and I was living with my younger brother and I was in for a Monday night and I just started tweeting because I'm using Twitter anyways. And I started right. tweeting about The Bachelor because I'm watching it because I'm home. It, it was the one night that I was like home and and I I start and I saw I was like the tweets. Wow. People like people get involved. Yeah. There's really nothing like it. I'm trying to compare it to really anything else. The only thing that came close was when Game of Thrones was on. But yeah. as far as what ignites Twitter, Bachelor doesn't – it's just like the king of it, really. Well, it's like it's, – it, it's hot people doing what I do. You know, it's like hot yeah. people trying to not navigate love. And you're like, okay, so that's like the freedom to kind of make fun of it. It's a ridiculous yeah. show. The premise offers – 
a ridiculous premise, 30 women, 30 men for one woman or man. And yeah. so like it, it, there's like in the world of Twitter where everything is so serious, it's that one sweet spot where people kind of allow a little bit of fun, some jabbing and for, for some like non-conflict fodder. Yeah, yeah, right. You know what I'm and talking you know, well, about? Well, the thing is too, it's like it's it's like usually I would say 90, 95% of it is purely, oh, like let me meme this moment and all that. And then every once in a while, it sneaks in like a raw and actual genuine moment like with uh, last season, Taisha and Zach getting engaged. And I was like, wait a minute, I was just here to make jokes and now all of a sudden I'm actually invested in these people and uh, I'm starting to get emotional. Like what's happening here? I got, I got uh, bamboozled here. <laughs> well, it is one of those funny things because – I do think it's very much like the internet age where it's like everyone wants you to speak on things in their way. Like, and the bachelor kind of offers you an opportunity to get into topics that you might not have been able to talk about. Like, like I remember like when Barbara got in the way of Peter's decision and Barbara is Peter's mom. Peter was the bachelor during one of these seasons. And I was like, this is an interesting discussion. How much yeah. should a mom be allowed in the decisions of your dating life? And you saw people getting very passionate about yeah. Barbara yeah. and not liking her and, and her kind of thinking it was a big joke. And it was just I, I think the bachelor's like a nice like canal into subjects that like you if you went on Twitter and you were like, So what about moms deciding on dating? You'd be like what are you fucking <laughs> yeah, talking like, about? I'm not going to hit quite that much. But yeah, no, it's it's so funny when people get really, you know, using Barb as an example when people say, oh yeah, Barb really crossed a line and Barb should really step out of that uh, so much of my dating life and Barb should – it's like this isn't about Barb anymore, is it? It really can connect <laughs> to home. We start seeing like our own parents in, uh, in Barb's or ourselves in some of these contestants. I actually think that's what initially drew me in because I started watching – in Paradise of 2016, which okay. by far the best part of the franchise. Like I pretty much see. I never like got into Bowl. Paradise. Oh man, I you ne- need to. It's so good. <laughs> I know, and you know the reason I I the reason I like stuck my nose at up at it. I tried it, and I remember that opening credits were like they were in on the joke, and I was like, no, I don't want these people <laughs> I like in the on the awareness. <laughs> I, I like that self-awareness. I just, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I could see either way though, because you, you don't want to feel like they're in on the joke. It's like, no, this is, this is me. Like I'm making fun of you. As soon as you start <laughs> kind of like, it's kind of like reclaiming the snake, like with Taylor Swift, as soon as you take the power back, then it's like, well, then I don't know what I'm doing here. So I yeah. get that. <laughs> so th- this is like, so again, I'm tweeting, it gets a huge response, and I'm sure you felt the same way where you're getting into Bachelor in Paradise, you start tweeting stuff stuff out about it. How does because this is like your side hustle, this is your this is your fun thing. And like I see all your tweets, they're great. Everyone should go follow you at Brett S. Vargara on Twitter. Go follow, get involved with Brett's podcast. Uh it's called Baby Got Batch. It's on Wednesdays as of now, so go subscribe. How like because I remember these tweets, I think live events, like to me, like sporting events and The Bachelor are pretty much the same thing. Like this, if you tweet on Super Bowl Sunday, yeah. it's a conversation. And, it, and The Bachelor yeah. kind of works in like 16 different Monday Super Bowls to me. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it's basically sports Twitter and I'm not as much of a sports guy. So I lose a big opportunity there. It's bachelor <laughs> and it's like award show Twitter. That's mm -hmm. really the only times I can think of where it's like, all right, we're all here tweeting a live event. Like I miss live stuff so much. And I think even with quarantine, there's less of that because everybody's yeah. just operating on their own schedule and we have Disney plus and HBO max and Netflix and all this other stuff. Uh, but yeah, I started watching four years ago, paradise and again, I just watched because a friend was, I was with a friend, they were super into it. I was like, oh, sure, I'll give this a shot. And then, yeah, hopped on Twitter because I was obsessed with Twitter already and just started like shooting this shit into the universe, random little memes, random little commentary. And then, yeah, like people started liking it. I started interacting with contestants back and forth on Twitter, which I thought was this fun little next layer of engaging with the sure. show like oh i'm not even just, just watching i feel like i'm like somewhat involved now that i'm talking to the contestants and then it's just like snowballed out of control and i think what got me really into it kind of what i was saying is i would be watching something and with paradise that year it was like kayla quinn and nick vile and uh you know jared ashley all that and i would see somebody and have an initial reaction towards them. Like, oh, this person seems, uh, you know, nice. They seem sincere. Yeah. And then my friend would be like, that person's fake. That person I can see right through them. They <laughs> did this and like would just have a viscerally different yeah. experience watching it. I thought that was fascinating. And then speaking of like seeing your own mom and Barb or what have you, you know, because I, <laughs> I would just really think about this way too much. If I saw myself and say that contestant who is uh, super positive, maybe happy-go-lucky, and some people thought that was fake, I kind of view myself as happy-go-lucky and generally mm -hmm. cheery. So then I would get all up in my head. It's like, oh, so does that mean you hate me? Is that is that what we're getting at here? <laughs> you just you think I'm fake? So yeah. it got real, real, real quick. Well, that is what you're saying is so interesting and true because – Again, we're commentating on a show. We're making fun of it. But you begin to realize, and the thing I try to stay away from is becoming personally like like, like motivated. I don't know what the word is, but personally like, like I don't want to take anything personally in the show. And some yeah. people take some of this stuff extremely personal. They've created a relationship with these people. Um, I'm sure you see it. The response is like, like, your Twitter feed is fun. It's uplifting. It's nice. It's funny. People respond. They think they're in on the joke, and it's just downright mean and awful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and you're like, how did this? I, I, I can't yeah. believe you read it this way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean... Twitter, man, it can take some years off your life, to say the least. I'm a big fan of Twitter, but man, I got to like take some steps away from it. I, I think when I'm tweeting, I do, and I take missteps every once in a while, especially sure. when it comes to grilling the men, because I feel I would just feel like a lot more slimy, uh, you know, being meaner to the women on the show because it just feels weird. Um, but the men are just like completely fair game. I'm like, oh, you know, I'll just like <laughs> read this guy for filth over here. Um, but I do try my best to not be too just mean because some people don't yeah. understand the difference between loving snark and then just like mean and not funny. And it's a thin, and, it's a thin line. It's hard to do. It's it's why yeah. it's why you've gotten a following. It's why yeah, people yeah. like what I do. Like and and you have to like believe that or else we start to get depressed and we feel like we're doing the worst thing in the entire world because no, I, know. I, I know exactly what you mean. And I I it is 
it's difficult. And I with the men versus the women, like the men, you can it's ball busting. It's dudes busting on dudes, and it's a little easier, and it's okay. The women, it's like you have to be aware that you could sound really, really bad as a guy yeah. talking about women on a show who are trying to date and find love. Like you can say, and I, I did this thing, and people do love making fun of their looks because it's what you see on the screen yeah. and it's easy to do the men. He looks like this. He looks like this. He, and I yeah. do this. Yeah. I did this thing on uh TikTok where I like do my, like this person looks like this person looks like this person yep. looks like the men was like, I could just go like, and then yeah. I did the yeah. women and I try, you know, it took more time, <laughs> you know, and, and I said, yeah, I was like, this woman looks like she got involved in an entanglement with uh, Tristan Thompson. And it was like, yeah, that's a good way to be like, she looks like a Kardashian. It, like, they're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I'm not saying like, like some people were like, yeah, and they're, all, and it's like, you just don't get it. Some people just don't get it. And I, for a lot of that reason, I moved over when I, I was live tweeting and I moved over to Instagram to do it on stories mm -hmm. because yeah. I was like, this allows to hear the inflection of my voice. You can hear the joke sure. that's going on. You can hear me laughing at myself. I think Twitter sometimes the hardest part is that it it mm -hmm. strips any like wink that you might have at yeah, the yeah. joke you're telling. You know what I think it is? It's like both with Instagram and Twitter, really anywhere online, there's a lot of uh, hyperbole and dramatization oh, yeah. when you're trying to make like a joke. But then with Instagram, to your point, there's hyperbole and context and nuance. With Twitter, it's just hyperbole and it's a lot harder to get nuance and uh, any yeah. sort of inflection and, and all that. And, and that's actually a big reason why uh, I love like the tweets when they're done right of like, you know, this contestant looks like this shark from Finding Nemo or whatever. Yes. I think they're always fun. super, super funny. I always stray away because I, I just am fucking terrified of, of doing those jokes because uh, I even remember um, I think it was last season, season of The Bachelor. I compared somebody. It's like, oh, this person looks like they're straight out of like the Hills cast, like circa mid like 2000s. And that's like not even an insult in my mind. I, mm. It's just like a very to your point. It's like maybe uh, Kardashian aesthetic. It's just a certain type of aesthetic. Yeah. And it's a good one, you know, especially for, for some people, they're they're really into that. But yeah, like uh, I had some people were like, oh, come on, that's like way too harsh. Like, and, and now I'm just completely, if I catch myself commenting on someone's look, I'm, I really have to be committed to the bit in order for it to be worth it. I, in general, try to uh, just focus on things they say, things they do. I mean, man, we can, for people who are watching this season, Victoria, and we got a whole blast of her, you know, this week. And it's really tough to not want to go in on, on her. Well, that's something I wanted to ask you about. And listen, we're going to get to the emails, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. With someone like Victoria, the thing I get feedback on it, and and it kind of like I as a bachelor super fan as you said like we're I'm yeah. definitely a, a super fan of the show like I have a knowledge of it that people you know yeah. you you do too like yeah. when I see Victoria people are like well that's a plant and I'm like I don't know who would sign up to be that plant yeah I mean I I don't think plant is the right word but I think some people are just more comfortable with 
stepping into a certain role. I, I don't sure. really get into the the tinfoil hat of Bachelor Nation that some <laughs> people do. You know, I don't think <laughs> it's it like, happens, this is actually right. the, ne- the, you know, like the niece of one of the producers and like they're actually dating the, the this lead is dating a producer. And blah. I don't get into that whole web that much because I just, when it comes down to it, the people who run this franchise, they're just like people trying their yeah. best. I don't think they have somehow found all of the manipulative masterminds and hire them on the show they're just people trying their best they have they already have a winning show that makes a ton of money why would you get into like it's one thing to like go up to the badger and go victoria's pretty cool it's another thing to go you're keeping victoria like that's not (laughs) what's going i don't believe in that i do believe stepping into the role you're exactly right some people want that life i don't know the more she's on the show the more i think this is maybe who she is and maybe what we're dealing with i i i i I, and i i watch her and i'm like i think she drives people crazy because everyone has dealt with someone who has certain qualities like her that has driven them crazy oh yeah for sure i think she's probably what we're seeing on tv is a dramatized is that even a word i forgot i always over that yeah, yeah you're good here yeah. we're not we're not here in the correction <laughs> game we got you nice all right uh but it's like it's a dramatized version of herself like in real life you know i i do think there are plenty of real parts of victoria in the cartoon character of victoria that we're seeing on on screen and yeah i think she's comfortable with stepping into the villain role she probably did have a little bit of a game plan where it's like listen i don't i'm not here to make friends that whole that whole adage and actually i remember nick saying um when he was talking about his cast is you know think about your in match shoes you probably have maybe five to ten people that you're like oh like that person really caught my eye and i'm a big believer in that you can uh check gut check chemistry really really quick like almost right off the bat with people and you're just gonna know if you click with some people know you're not gonna click with others and ultimately matt wants his season to be interesting right he's you know looking for love that would be ideal but he also wants this to be a good season so he's not gonna weed out literally every single kind of goblin kind of character in the very beginning that's not beneficial to him it's a little bit of like this uh mutually beneficial relationship for him to at least keep her on a little bit longer if if you like nine of them you'll keep the 10th one to make sure the ratings go up and that your show is an interesting show like it 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 is it is interesting the incentive that is there for matt you're exactly right and and it's also I, I look at someone like Victoria, I called her like the Trump of the season because she just creates realities and then has you fight against that reality and then blames oh, you <laughs> for fighting with the reality she created. Like, perfect. No, I, I was saying a similar thing to the person I co-host Baby Got Batch with where it real I really empathized with Marilyn in that context because I think we've all been there where yeah. you're trying to reason with irrational and mm-hmm. th- where do you go with there? Then, you know, it, it's kind of like if, you, if you're both approaching an argument with the assumption that the sky is blue and then all of a sudden someone says like the sky is actually a uh, projection by the government and it's not actually blue they can change the color at any time and you're like i don't know what to do with this like where do, where do we unpack all that i don't know where and to start you saw that in Marilyn's face but i mean victoria also like to your point about like her staying around in chemistry 
Like, she obviously knows how to read people. She read Marilyn and knew I can conquer this person. The person who has skills to conquer a foe also has the skills to uh, ingratiate the the person that they're trying to date, like like yeah. it's the same type of psycho. Like it's, yeah. uh, but yeah, we no, could absolutely. go on and on about the bachelor. I, I'm very excited to have you here. I, I'm pumped to answer some emails. I want everyone to go follow Brett at Brett S Vergara. It's going to be all over my Instagram, all over my Twitter. I'm going to be tweeting it out. His new podcast, Baby Got Batch. Go go go! Listen follow they're recapping the show if you love the bachelor you're gonna love this podcast you ready to answer some emails let's do it i'm pumped awesome j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com help stuck in the friend zone and i can't get out jared huge fan of the podcast been listening for a while but finally have a question of my own for you i matched with a guy on hinge in may of 2020 we got to know each other on the app for a few months before finally going on a first date at an outdoor brewery last July. The date was great. We really clicked and shared a sense of humor and many similar interests. He gave me a ride home afterwards and we hugged, but that's, that was it. He texted me a few days, uh, texted me later that night saying he had a great time and we continued to chat for a few days. A few weeks later, I was out of town and he texted me saying that since he had only moved to our city since March 2020, he wasn't looking to date but would love to continue hanging out as friends when I got back to the city. I was disappointed at first but since then we actually have spent a lot of time together and have developed a great friendship. We've never talked about our dating lives to each other and in the past month I've started to realize that I do have feelings for him. My question is how do I gauge whether we he might be might feel the same way about me without being obvious. Since we met on Hinge I have to believe he's attracted to me right? What if I tell him I have feelings for him and he's not looking to date? If he's not ready to date now why he's 30 i'm 29 sorry for so many questions i'm just not not in need of another platonic male friend at this point in my life lol thanks jared can't wait to hear what you have to say sincerely friend zone brett what do you think i've got so many thoughts first of all i don't really believe in like the friend zone as a concept i don't think it has to be like that complicated i think it's it's either someone's into you or someone isn't into you and i i think of like this saying where uh when you're dating somebody uh, and you're determining whether or not they like you is, uh, you know, if you, if someone likes you, you'll know it. If someone doesn't like you, you'll be confused. I think that happens a lot. And we just yeah. are trying to be like, oh, well, maybe if I do this crafty move and then, uh, then he'll think this and blah, blah, blah. It probably shouldn't be that complicated. But that being said, I don't think there's anything wrong with shooting your shot, even if you've already shot your shot in the past, because I know that there's a bit of a saga with this ex- uh, specific situation. So, it's funny that she says, how do I assess this without being obvious? If you're asking me, I just say, go fucking obvious. Be listen, like 2021. uh, We don't have time for this. We don't have time for just, you know, doing the the gentle dance. I think you just go for it and be like, Hey, my feelings are changing. I'm kind of into you. What do you think about that? Or, you know what I will say too, if you don't like that route, um, and this is a little tougher because in a pandemic, but when you eventually get to a situation where you're hanging out, I think there's something to be said about, say you're both sitting like next to each other. Uh, I think it was actually uh, Nikki Glazier who who said this in one of her, her stand-up bits. Also, when you were talking about stand-up, I miss in-person stand-up so fucking much as a sidebar. Tell, um, uh, tell you, me about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I figure you'll, you'll, you'll think the same. But she was saying how... Uh, 
if you're like sitting with someone and say like your elbows touch, you know, like just like a very gentle, you know, oh, like just happened to bump your elbow. If they knee jerk, move their elbow right away, then like that might be like a little sign. But if they don't move their elbow and they're kind of comfortable with both your elbows being together, or your knees or what have you, then like it's like a very, very gentle body language uh maybe sure. there's they're comfortable with uh this this very low tier intimacy i i agree with everything you're saying as far as like go for it let's do a touch of the back let's get flirty <laughs> let's let, let's i think that starts with her stopping with this friend bullshit like yeah right now she goes she says at the end of her email i'm just not in need of another platonic male friend at this point in my life. Well, you took one on. Like you already <laughs> yeah. said yes to him. Like I'm not looking to go back. I'm not going to give you coulda, woulda, shouldas. But when he says, I only moved to our city since March. He wasn't looking to date, but would love to continue hanging out as friends when I got back. I was disappointed at first, but since then we've beca- spent a lot of time together. You're, spe- you're, you're spending time under the, <laughs> the the title of a lie. Like you, yeah, you, yeah. you're attracted to him. You, like the connection you guys are forming. So I I have a few things from her email that I'm just going to point out, but it, it all kind of comes back to what you said of like, listen, you got to shit or get off the pot. You are, you like him, you find him attractive, you'd like to go on dates, that can happen or it doesn't. And if it doesn't happen, you have to move on from them. We can't continue this false friendship because that's what it is. It's not real. Yeah. But I will Listen, say, though. Bachelor showed us, oh, sorry. Uh, no, go ahead, please. Yeah, if the Bachelor has told us anything, it's you got to show up. You know, you can't yeah, just be all show up 2021. And, and like, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. You can't just like sit in the back or else you, you're going to you're not going to get a rose. You got to yeah. show up, put yourself out there, be vulnerable and maybe it'll go your way. Maybe it won't. And let's waste them like, like you've already like, I'm not saying you've wasted time because I think every experience is worth having. But let, let's not waste another month. Let's not waste another year on this. Like, let's yeah. get it done with because it's going to happen or it doesn't. I'll say to you, there's a few clues in his email because the answer is a lot of time in the email. There's yeah. a few things in this email that tell me that this guy is holding on to you because he finds you attractive enough to hook up, but he doesn't want to date you. So yeah. it's, it, she says May 2020 and they go on their first date in July. That is someone that has other things going on. Mm, yeah. He he wasn't just sitting there waiting to go out with you. He was dealing with other women in his life, other people, a past relationship. I don't know what it was, but people are motivated to meet new people when they have no one else to meet with. So yeah, right. the fact that it took until July, there's something else going on. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a relationship. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Gave you a ride home, then hugged after. That's it. Text and then he moved to your city in March, and he's not looking to date, but would love to hang out. And it's like, I, I get the feeling. And then you say that um, we've never talked about our dating lives to each other. Well, that's not a friend. That's not yeah, a friend. Yeah, there is yeah. some, you're missing a whole pie of conversations. <laughs> that's what you talk about with friends. Their dating life, food. And and their kids and and yeah, their living that much situation. To work with. <laughs> yeah, especially these days, I have way less to work with as far as conversations. I talk about awkward Facetimes. I Facetime dates. I go on. I talk about Bachelor. I talk about how much quarantine and COVID sucks, and that's pretty much all my content. So you're missing Ex- a big well, a huge well of information. 
So it's like something's being held back. So yeah. what I would say, so to me, that's to me that is someone who finds you attractive, doesn't want to ruin the prospect of maybe a future hookup, but also knows that you guys aren't going to be a long term thing. Yeah. So with that all being said, go for it. <laughs> you know, like go I, for I it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's like it's probably not going to work out, but I think he's keeping you at arm's length. So that he can have you because you do feel good to talk about. You feel you feel good to talk to. He, you're someone just like he, she said in her email. He must be attracted to me. We 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 connected on Hitch. For some people, it's just enough to talk to someone they know is attracted to them, and that might be the case here. Yeah, I've also gotten to the point where shooting my shot, no matter what the outcome is, just feels satisfying. Where I think I've yeah. been able to take out. Um, Re- rejection uh, a little bit more from it. it's like hey you know if they act on it obviously that's ideal if they don't if they leave me on like scene if it's some sort of instagram dm or something like that then like hey we move on and it's it's just nice to get this off your chest and i so, think with her in this friendship there's like diminishing returns right it does sound yeah. like she did have this nice connection friend connection and they they get along but now it's getting to the point where this doesn't look like it feels good at least from the perspective of her email is it starting to just really rack her brain stress her out we don't want stress or more stress than we already have uh in this time so just got to go for it i think sometimes and as a guy who's date you know i'm dating a woman they either like you or they don't i think the confusing part becomes a lot of guys with women are like yeah she's hot like I and, yeah. and it's like it, this like is on like a spectrum. So I think like for her, what sucks is that she has to like remove herself. She has to create the two boxes for this guy to be like, you either have me as a dating prospect or you don't have me at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It can't be. Tra- um, unless she wants to be in the middle and she's fine being there. Yeah, you know, it does, which doesn't sound like she is. Yeah, gotta just just pick one path and go. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Best Fiends. These days, I keep my favorite game with me all the time. I'm talking about Best Fiends, the top-rated mobile puzzle adventure game. Best Fiends has thousands of levels plus new content added all the time so you never run out of entertainment. You don't have to be a hardcore gamer to love this casual game. It's made for adults but fun for all. Unless you hate fun, in which case it's probably not for you. I'll tell you this. I love Best Fiends. It's great. It's it's the perfect game to play when you want to put your brain on the shelf. You need that 10 minute reset you're having a stressful day you're in the middle of a project you say huh nope give me 10 minutes i'll get on best fiends i'll play a couple levels and then i'll be on to my next task that's what it's there for it is perfect for just light take your brain and let it relax entertainment and it has over 100 million downloads it's a five-star rated mobile puzzle game and it's a must play More levels, events, and challenges added all the time. When you want just one more level, it'll be there ready and waiting. Seriously, once you download Best Fiends, boredom won't stand a chance. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Features. Oh, I got to tell you, I love Features. I love, I love these socks. It's the best socks I've ever put on my feet and I'll tell you the worst part is you didn't even know you needed them because with old socks you're just putting up with the old socks you're just putting up with what you know and what you know is stretched out 
old, you know, falling down your ankle socks. And you're putting up with it because who puts the time into refreshing their sock drawer? But now is the time. I'm giving you that opportunity. To perform at your best, you need to feel your best from head to toe. Features has solely focused on making the best high-performance socks for the last 20 years. Their socks have a custom-like fit that conforms to the unique shape of your foot, and it prevents issues you have with conventional socks. No more bunching, slipping, or blisters. It's like having a second skin. These I'm wearing them right now. I love them. They're amazing. They do feel like you have put on a whole new foot on top of your foot. And and again, the blister stuff and the no bunching, that is a huge thing that you don't even realize you're dealing with on a daily basis. And, and that's why Features is going to be a great pickup for you. Features are engineered to help you achieve your best every day, whether you're working out or on the go. Targeted compression acts like a hug around the arch of your foot, keeping the sock in place and preventing it from sliding down into your shoe. The anatomical design conforms to the left and right shape of the foot, creating a custom-like fit that keeps the sock in place so you can focus on your workout. Plus, get a lifetime guarantee. Features are so durable, long-lasting, that if you're unsatisfied at any point, they'll give you a replacement pair, no questions asked. And the best part Part is this is a family-owned company that's been passed down from father to sons. Their mission to create products that help you achieve your personal best. See why Features has quickly become the number one running sock in America. For listeners of the J Train podcast, you can receive 10, 10, 10, 10 dollars off your first pair of Features by going to features.com slash J Train. That's 10 dollars off your first pair when you go to F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S dot com slash J train. That's right. Again, that's features.com slash J train to get $10 off your first pair of features. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com at Brett S Vergara. Go follow on Twitter. Go follow his podcast. Baby got batch every Wednesday as of now, but go get subscribed so that you know when it comes out. He's recapping the show. I like this title whole family in the bedroom. Oh, oh no. I don't like where this is going. I'm very curious, though. Uh, I've been dating my current boyfriend for a few months. We have aligned values, get along great, and have interesting conversations. Insert additional cliched, it's going well details here. Now, <laughs> on to the problem. Although he's had sex and his family knows he's sexually active, he comes from a traditional upbringing that believes in virginity until marriage. As a result, he carries shame into our sexual encounters, making it difficult for him to stay hard, causing him to not want his name used during sex and leading him to swear off certain acts. No finger up the butt, Jared. (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) My boyfriend, I've referred to myself on this podcast as the Rosa Parks of male ass play. So I, I, (laughs) there you go. Okay. I'm leading, (laughs) leading the charge uh, with pointer finger erect. Uh, My boyfriend knows that his family's views towards sex are why he doesn't want his name used, but he seems overall to be unaware of the impact his family ideals have had on him. He also doesn't realize that having his whole family in the bedroom is making it more difficult for me to finish or feel comfortable suggesting some of the kinkier things I'm into. He seems interested in being more dominant and kinky, which I would love, but I don't know how we're going to get there without dealing with his baggage. How can I bring up this conversation without making him feel attacked or putting him on the defensive? He's been to therapy before and supports it. Is there a way to suggest he go to a therapist to work on his family cause sexual shame? So what do you think? Think about this, Brad. 
Well, one, I'm glad that she said that he goes to therapy already because that was going to be my advice right off the bat. It's like, and and I think as far as her perspective on this, it's very much this like risk versus reward thing or risk isn't really the right word, but it sounds like there's so much else in this relationship that's going well, which is awesome. And this might just be something where, you know, you just stick through this with him and obviously communicate, right? And I, I think even the way she phrased this email, uh, there was a lot of context, right? I, I think um, all the context that she's bringing up is really fair. She she acknowledges that this background that he has is likely contributing to how he feels in the bedroom and, and all of that. So I think just the fact that she's acknowledging where he's coming from is is big. So I think she should feel comfortable yeah. in in saying that. It probably is, that being said gonna take some time you know there that's a lot of years to sort of undo you know like it's not gonna be an overnight fix and uh, i think that might be a little messy for a while the biggest part of what you're saying is it's gonna take time and it's okay if she doesn't want to put the time into that so yeah i think she has to acknowledge that like first of all i i think like i know this sounds like it's a backwards piece of advice but like it's always okay to say to yourself, this might not be the match, as hard yeah. as that is. And and there's no f- reason that's too frivolous for that. I think a lot of us sit in this world of like, well, it's sex, so I'm being this monster if I ruin yeah. what is a good relationship. But this good relationship, you don't want good. You want great. You yeah. want the, yeah. the right match. You don't want just any match. And, you know, like... Again, if you're willing to like put the time into this, it's gonna, it, you can't, st- like, the one thing that gets me afraid for her is, um, he seems interested in being more kinky, which I would love. Even the word kinky to someone like this would be scary, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. I don't even know, we like, get them to neutral before we go <laughs> above yeah. that. Right. Like, I, like, like, I would, like, I think, like, there's, like, uh, as far as like taking your time, the word kinky spoke to me because it's like that could mean seven different things to sure. seven different people. You know, yeah. like that, you know, to her, I don't know what she means like by that. I have an imagination. I'm going to go to my imagination. If they're talking about where he, if so if they're having conversation, she has to be so descriptive, so communicative, mm-hmm. so like spelling it out and slow with this with someone who's there because you could say I would love to get kinky with you and he's like totally let's do doggy style and you're like oh my god and now you're left feeling unfulfilled which is not what you're trying to get into you want a fulfilling relationship and she said it's already translating to the bedroom um and and it's like uh he doesn't you know the the fact that he doesn't want his name used how can how kinky could you be getting with some with John Doe, you know, like I don't know, yeah, yeah. unless that works in your kink where you're like, yeah. I want to be fucking, you know, with someone with a different name. I don't yeah. know; it could be anything. There's a foot for every shoe. Like I don't know. So I, I think again, I agree with you. It's going to take time. I think she's got to come with compassion, and also, he's got to want to do this. Sure. You can't be. Some people. Not everyone in the not everyone's bedroom experience is the same, and that's okay. So yeah. I think if he's saying to you, "Yeah, I want to be, you know, better than you say," then I would ask a lot of questions. How do you think you're going to get to a place where you feel more comfortable? 
And the answer to that should be maybe therapist therapy together, like maybe a sex yeah. therapist. I was right? going to suggest that where it's like, I'm glad that he's going to therapy, but maybe she, as far as like an actionable thing, actionable thing to tell, you know, this person, maybe it's like, try to approach him about going to yeah a couples therapist, a sex therapist together and approach it from the angle. Like, Hey, you know, I really like you. There's one thing I really just want to be better. You know, maybe don't even focus on it. It's like, Oh, it's fucking terrible written. And it's like, no, I just want yeah. this to be better. I want us to, you know, get, to the point where we're both, you know, being our full authentic selves and not holding back like in the bedroom. And this is a way that I think we can do that. It does sound like he's willing uh, at least a little bit to try, you know, it does sound like he wants to get there. So it seems that there's that, that, that piece is, is there. So maybe that's a, a way forward. Well, also like, let's start with saying his name. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. that's like the small, again, small wins, but you got to be able like there you you should also be thinking is this something that i want to be doing because yeah. i think a lot of people like end up feeling you know then you end up feeling guilty you're like well i made him do things that maybe he wasn't ready for and now i'm not even happy in the relationship still this might not be yeah. The thing you you might think it's the sex and then it's something else it's the the fact that the family's yeah. values are different than yours Sure. It, that could be it, and then you now you're you, you're not stuck, but you're with someone that you've walked down a path that you would feel guilty about. I I would feel that way. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Also, this isn't uh, advice for for her specifically, but I do like how her letter is kind of highlighting and sort of breaking the stereotype of men always just being like very sex consumed. Where yeah. it's just like, oh, that's like the only thing they want. And like, they're just craving it all the time. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think for the most part, it's true. And if you're generalizing genders and all that, um, you know, but like for me, for example, um, yeah, I'm a you know, straight guy and I don't have like a ton of very long term relationships in my, in my track record, it, especially in New York. It's a lot of start and stop dating where you date for like two or three months and, you know, maybe you'll hook up like a couple times, but then, yeah. you know, things inevitably blow up. Now people are moving out of New York like crazy. So that's a part of it. So I will admit to when I'm talking to someone new, it starts getting to that level and you're hooking up with someone for the first time as a guy i get some like performative uh kind of anxiety sometimes where i'm like because everybody is into different stuff right some people yeah, are yeah, more yeah. conservative in the bedroom some people are more you know just uh kinky i guess as, as they say and and, and sometimes uh, the connection time. sometimes the connection is trust like yeah, i've been right. in physical situations with people i'm like this is comfortable and i've been with other people where yeah. i'm like I'm not sure if this is a match as far as comfort yeah. level. Yeah, and right. That can happen. So, yeah, I, I think it, it takes time. It takes effort. It takes, you know, realizing that this is many conversations, not just like, yeah. hey, I got to come. Like, no, you're not going to, like, <laughs> say that, and then it's going to be fine. Right. Yeah. J Train well, Podcast. That's what she's looking for it to be is this long-term connection. I forgot how, how long are they dating. Did she say that? Um, they said they were long-term relationship. Okay, yeah. So that's going to change the you know the dynamic for sure, and how much you want to put into it and continue putting into it. So, are you single right now? You're going on dates over uh, Facetime and stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm single right now. You know, I've probably talked to maybe two or three people over the course of 2020 via random FaceTime dates. Uh, I've been kind of going back and forth between I live in Brooklyn, but my family's from upstate New York. So I've spent a good chunk of time this past year anyway, being upstate. So that's obviously made dating a little bit more difficult because I've I've FaceTimed people who are back in the city still or they they're still with their parents or what have you. But yeah, I've I've had a couple of people I've talked to where we've had eight FaceTime dates and yet have never met in person. So that's gonna be a whole weird thing to address. Are you getting get approached back. via your bachelor tweets? Do you ever get people that, you know, drop into the DM? Are you getting people that are like, we should watch together? How would you feel about that? Uh, I do get people who, uh, you know, it comes from bachelor Twitter, Instagram, and I'm listen, you're, you have something in common right off the bat. So I'm all for it. You know, I'll, I'll, uh, date a bachelor watcher. I don't know if I like the idea of watching with them on like a date or something like that. And I always have to preface like, listen, you don't know how fucking serious I take this. It's a whole <laughs> operation. I have like my laptop, my TV, my phone going like, you don't want to see this part of me. That, that's I, like a year into the relationship. You can't see me like this. I told my girlfriend when we started doing it, I was like, this is like being at the gym with me when I have a very <laughs> serious regiment. Like, I am the same way. I'm setting up with the phone, the volume's off, I'm swearing when I fuck up. Like, it is, like, very much a physical endeavor. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, tying into that last letter, I think, you know, it takes a couple months for you to get maybe uh, comfortable sexually with your partner. Maybe, like, three, something like that, too. Uh, it takes, like, a full year to, to get me to bat- will watch Bachelor with you status. That's a whole other <laughs> layer of vulnerability. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. I got to tell you, we've all been there. Limp dick is a real thing. You're sitting there and, and honestly, it's tough to talk about. It's tough to even investigate because you might say oh you might not even connect them you might say oh is this that one time i had a little whiskey it might be that one time oh, i was just not in the mood well let's investigate if there's a real issue here because it's something that everyone deals with but with roman it's easier to talk about with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication it's simple safe and totally discreet with roman you can get a free online evaluation ongoing care for ed all from the comfort and privacy of your own home a healthcare professional will work with you to find the very best treatment plan if medication is appropriate roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping the whole process is straightforward simple and discreet getting started is simple just go to getromancom jtrain let me say that again get getroman.com slash jtrain and complete an online visit erectile dysfunction used to be a tough to tackle but now there's roman complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it go to getroman.com slash jtrain again that's getroman.com slash jtrain today if approved you'll get 15 dollars off your first offer your first order of ed treatment that's great so if approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash JTrain for $15 off your first order of ED treatment if approved. Wow. GetRoman.com slash JTrain. GetRoman.com slash JTrain. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. Here with Brett Vergara. Go, go, go. Brett S. Vergara on Twitter at 
It's the Baby Got Batch podcast. Get subscribed. He's doing recaps. Who do you co-host it with? Uh, it's my friend Camila, who comes from the podcast world, and she does an amazing job uh, producing our episodes. And uh, right. yeah, she's just one of those friends where I can just talk to about Bachelor with her for hours on end, and then we perfect. just like black out, and we're like, "How do we do that?" And so she was the perfect <laughs> fit for this. Love it. Let's do two more emails. Is that okay with you? Let's do it. Am I overthinking this or? Cutting to the chase here. <laughs> probably, had <yeah>, for sure. <laughs> uh, I have been dating my boyfriend for about eight months. He is definitely my first, quote unquote, real love. When I'm with him, I could not be happier. He makes me feel confident, sexy, and smart. We have t- had some real conversations about the future, and he has made it very clear that he wants me in it, which, of course, I love hearing, and I think about it, too. We don't really fight. The only times, quote unquote, problems have come up is when we have approached, when I have approached him about problems I have. The problems have been reoccurring and I am always the one having the problem. We come from very extremely different families and lifestyles. To make it clear, I'm from upper middle class and he is from lower class. This is something that I would never uh, initially judge or make any final decisions from. She wrote deacons from, but I don't think that's the word. I don't read enough to know if that's an actual use of the word. I don't think so. Any final decisions from, but it definitely is present in certain circumstances. It does not appear to me that he wants to change his lifestyle. I do not want to change mine. Long story short, is this a deal breaker, do you think? I truly don't know how to have this conversation with him without sounding snobby, but I can't but think about it. The only way for me to uh, to ever more move forward with him is to hear he wants better, to do better financially, etc. I know not everyone cares or wants to be successful, quote-unquote, and success looks different to everyone, but I know what I want, and I don't know that that our wants align help this girl knows what she wants but doesn't know where to go from here brett what do you think about this email i it's a bit of a journey if i'm being honest like i I feel like i need a little bit more specifics uh like she dances around the points a little bit where it's like you know i'm from middle class she he's from not middle class like i need where this actually shows up in the real world is it at like dinner do you have like different restaurant preferences where you want to go a little fancier and he's like let's just do like uh the dollar pizza when we're yeah. walking down the street you know or is it like is it an ambition issue is it like uh you know you're a lawyer and he has like a job is i don't, I don't even i don't even know what job it would be just like a lower you know you're not making like six figures right. i don't know I'll say to you, we picked up on the same exact (laughs) thing. She was so vague that her question, I don't, I don't know (laughs) if she knows what she's talking about. And and here's the thing with relationships. If we got under the hood of every relationship, here's the thing about wants and needs. If we got under the hood of everyone's wants and needs, it's not going to sound so great. Uh, yeah. You know, if you go under my hood, it's going to have, it's going to have a uh, part of the engines going to be about sex and the sexual needs I have. Part of it's going to be about the background needs that turn me on. Part of it's going to be the financial needs that, sure. that I'm into the, the, thi- the, the career aspirations, just like you said, like if it's about dollar pizza versus Thursday night mm-hmm. at Cipriani, Okay, that's a different story than yeah. 
being like like let's say you're with someone who's a teacher and they're the most ambitious teacher alive and right. they want to change the world with education. We all know there's not a lot of money to be aspiring to. There is a lot of uh, good and wonderful things about him being an aspirational teacher who wants to change yeah. how children get brought up in the education system. So, and if that it, if that type of aspiration doesn't turn you on or doesn't make you into them, that is okay. But I can understand why it's hard for them to write specifically. Yeah, yeah. Into yeah. this podcast, even though no, it's yeah, an anonymous it's like need, podcast, yeah. like we don't even talk, we don't even give. It's not like <laughs> she has no reason to be vague with us. Yeah, I feel like in order for her exact issue to be addressed in uh, the full way, she needs a follow up because, yeah, like this could either be, you said it, my point, like so, so well, is that there's a difference between ambition, but not super financially lucrative, uh, you know, ambition. Like, you know, if you're you're a teacher, but also super great at it, uh, it's different if you're, you know, not making like a, a ton of money from, you can be, you can have like a job where you're making bank and you're not ambitious about it where you're not sure. super into it you can or is she talking about again like being cheap because that's a whole separate issue is it you come from a family that has like a chateau upstate and he yeah. like his family is, is from well, a different upbringing because that's a whole other issue too you this, know this goes back to the whole conversation of words and what they mean because yeah. let me just tell people right now r being called rich People don't like being called rich because everyone knows someone richer. No one wants to be the rich person that got things handed to them. Rich is yep. a version of a slur at this point. So like yeah. <laughs> we and and it's like when she writes, um, I know not everyone cares or wants to be quote unquote successful. What does that mean? I don't know what yeah. successful means to you. So yeah. with these things, she has to come to terms with what her words mean. This isn't about your partner. This is about you coming to your own. When she says he's lower class and I'm upper middle class, what the fuck is yeah, upper middle mean? class? Yeah. We don't also know. Too, like, is, is that like currently again? Cause it's like, maybe that's where they came from, but that can always change. you know, because I probably came from quote unquote lower class and I'm not there anymore. I don't even know what class I'm in, especially when you factor in New York and like that just makes everything go haywire. Yeah. So that was another thing I was confused about. Cause that can change. So I don't know. This, well, this is a little bit of a mess. <laughs> whenever someone says upper middle class, I assume that they were well off, but they don't want to admit to it. And yeah, yeah. again, that's me translating her words to my meanings. So sure. if I were her, she needs to be more honest with herself and, and be a little icky with yourself. I think we all have to do this where we go, <laughs> I, you know, I like a rich dude. I like a rich woman. Yeah. I like someone from a, from a family that you know does certain things on, or I like someone that goes out to dinner once a week and goes to restaurants that cost twenty five dollars a plate. I'm not keeping track of the dollar amount of each plate, but I know what that place yeah. looks like. Like it's yeah, yeah. it's it's okay to admit to your own humanity, and I think, you know, I think this is one of those emails that like I don't think she's a bad person, but I think like if she's asking us the question vaguely. Then she is talking about this so vaguely to everyone, yeah, like because there's absolutely. no, there's nothing to be lost here. You got to start <laughs> with being honest with yourself. That's that's where it starts. That's where it starts. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Brett, do you want to do one more email? Is that Let's okay with you? Good. 
Gotta we got to make it good. Okay, I got screenshots. Is that okay with you? Oh, oh, oh yeah. So ooh, we got we got oh. like visual aids. Ooh, oh yeah, fancy. I'm gonna send these to you. Um, yeah. I have your email. Okay. Um, hold on, one second. I'm just getting your email, and I, I'm dealing with two different email accounts. It's a whole thing, but this one looks juicy, <laughs> as I would say. Um, I'm hoping we can figure out the order of these these messages. But let me read yeah. the I, I just forwarded it to you. Okay. I'll um, read the email wait, and while I'm reading the email, you go to the screenshots and get them up in front of you. You ready? Uh, I haven't gotten it yet. I'm still waiting. Hmm. Hit a little refresh. Yeah, the, there it is. Okay. All right. I'll start reading. Um, my question is about whether it's ever a good idea to get back together with an ex, give someone a second chance when they've been a little bit of a dick for context. I'm 29 and he is 31. We both live in a relatively smallish town in rural Canada. I started dating a guy I met off Tinder in October. We connected instantly, spent hours texting and chatting on the phone. He was out of town for work much more than usual. We only got to see each other in person once during the two months we were exclusively dating. Okay. The next time he was supposed to come back to town before leaving for the holidays, he broke up with me over text. This was after a long phone discussion a few days prior about how he was leaving for his home province for a few months and how he wasn't sure he had the energy to put into a long-distance relationship. He then sent some confusing texts about staying in contact and how he would call me in a few days, Then, but then he disappeared. See, attached. Okay. Let's go I, uh, so I, I haven't even read I haven't even read all of the uh, the text yet. But one thing I really do admire is uh, with with no context yet whatsoever. I can see on the left side there's like single lines of text, yeah. and then I just see gigantic <laughs> blue blocks on the right, which is always yeah. a good start. Yeah, she's swimming in the Atlantic Ocean. It's never good. Okay, so okay, so I'll be you be him. I'll be her. Okay, I'll try to be like a little douchey. Uh, okay. Hey, sorry. Didn't mean to hang up. Ha ha. No worries. Do you want to see me? Of course I do. 100%. 1000%. I know. Do you want to see me? Pause for dramatic effect to convey the <laughs> mood. Sorry. It's late. You're probably sleeping. Your is, uh, is spelled wrong. Uh, sleeping. Yeah. Sweet dreams. Miss you. This, oh, well, let's go back to that for a second. Um, that was, she writes, do you want to see me? The most critical point of this whole thing. And then he doesn't get back to her and then just says, sorry, it's late. Like, <laughs> like you're probably sleeping. The floor. To get back to that message, the answer is yes. And yeah. you, you can even lie, you know? So the fact that he couldn't really quickly lie and be like, uh, oh, of course, exclamation point, exclamation point. People yeah. need... Uh, some some uh, certainty and some uh, just acknowledgement that like they're on the same page. So she wrote back to his miss you after not acknowledging if he wants to see her or not. He does miss her though. Uh, Kyle, <laughs> whenever you wake up, please tell me, do you want to see me? If you don't really or aren't sure, I would really like to know. So please be brutally honest with me. Man, so this is going back to our first letter of this lovely pod where you know, if someone likes you, you'll know. And if they don't, it'll be confusing <laughs> as fuck. And I think this just captures that so well. 
Yeah, this is, I mean, he is, he is hovering above this answer. So, okay, you go ahead. Hey, Amanda, I wasn't ignoring you. I guess I have to be brutally honest. It's not that I don't want to see you. I just don't know 100% if it's the best idea. I'm sorry. He really is, is into 100%. I mean, he loves 100%. He also loves mm. saying no, but also giving outs. <laughs> she writes, Oh yeah. I did have a lot of hope for this, but if you're not in uh, that into it, there's nothing I can do. Is it because of you going back to Ontario or something else? The Ontario has a lot to do with it. The unknown amount of time. I really don't know if I can do long distance again. I like you. I really do. I also have to protect myself from getting hurt too. Okay. I have to stop this for a second. They've seen each other once and this is the texting conversation that's happening on for some reason in this exclusive. Here's, here's the thing. I, I, I can't. He is a problem. I'm not saying he's not a problem, but I, I have to speak to the emailer. Yeah. I, I did. She she asked him a question. She said, "Be brutally honest." He waffles yeah. around. Hey, Amanda, I wasn't ignoring you. I guess I have to be brutally honest. It's not that I don't want to see you. That's not brutally honest. He thinks you're attractive, <laughs> but he doesn't want to. Uh, he doesn't want to make efforts to date you. He just said it's not the best idea. Whatever that is, it was a no. She then yeah. goes to ask an additional question of him, asking him, "Is it because of this or something else?" He doesn't know why. All he knows yeah. is that he doesn't want to leave the house or make time for you. That's enough of an answer at that point. Yeah. And no, and like the fact that we're on text, are we on text three? Is that where we are? Like the fact that yeah. there's more text after this, like that should be the L. You just got to learn to take an L here. This is not worth uh, pouring more energy into this human being. It's like, yep, he's not into it and seen should be done. Yeah, and, but this is turning and into it's, like a notebook-esque saga. Yeah, and she wants the problem is this guy would fuck her if it was as easy as possible, and that's not what's happening. So then, because yeah. he goes, you have nothing. We go, let's go to the next text because he says you've done nothing wrong. Of course, she's done nothing wrong. She's been attractive <laughs> and nice and honest, and he's sitting there going, "I don't want to leave the house, but I still want to make sure I have you as an option." Because she writes, yeah. "I get it. I think we could have been worked at uh, work though." No, no, no. You couldn't have worked though because he wasn't working with you. It, but yeah. maybe I'm too much of an optimist. Yeah, you are. Well, I really like you, and I'm sorry to see it come to this. Have a safe trip. Hope your baking goes well today. I really hope everything goes well for you. That's fine. That should be the end. I want to hear more about this baking, though. That's like a buried, buried lead. <laughs> what does it mean? We're, Cookies, holla, what's going on? Yeah, what are we doing here? Uh, and then, all right, and then to keep going, uh, it is not an easy thing for me. Uh, I, I had hoped to. I guess maybe the timing isn't too right for me. I normally don't work out of town this much either. Either, either. He goes back and forth there. Uh, we've seen each other once. I wish it was a lot more than that. See. I could translate that. It's not an easy thing for me, is what he wrote. What he meant to say was, yeah. it's not an easy thing to lose someone who would hypothetically have sex with me. Yeah. Like, oh wait, okay. I just, I, I just peeked ahead and I see why okay. there's more text. Because like, so yeah, now it, it, it's simple there until you know this guy's got to just be fucking annoying. Okay, now I'm turning yeah. on this guy. <laughs> I was turned on. I don't think he's great. I'm just saying I can only speak to the person who wrote in. You know, like sure. I. So let's go on. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, no, you're fine. I was, I was reading ahead. That was, that was on me. <laughs> like, go for I was, it. I was going at it. He said, uh, all right, so this is unprompted. This is Monday, Monday, December 14th. Um, okay. Oh, no, wait. Oh, no, Sunday, all... December 13th. Yeah. That night. Go. Go <laughs> yeah. yeah, that night. Okay. 
That night, December 13th, 7, 10 p.m. Okay. Hey, why can't we keep talking? I honestly won't be looking for a relationship while I'm gone. We could just talk like friends. This is not a good idea. This not a good idea. Guy, what are you because doing? again, what he said prior, it's not an easy thing for me. Remember that. It's not an easy thing for me to lose someone who has admitted to being attracted to me. That's the problem with dating apps is that yeah. – and, and it's the problem from the female side a lot of times is that guys own the idea that we know you think we're attractive. And for a yeah. lot of guys, that's all you need to know to hold on to something for as long as it will stay with you. And you're staying right. with him. So she writes, well, that depends. No, no, no. There should, I don't know what it depends on. No matter what, I think I need a little time and a little space, even if it's just a few days. I'm pretty hurt. And to be honest, a bit upset that I'm in the, uh, that in the end about how today's discussion occurred over text. And other than that, was just that crummy, constantly disconnecting phone conversation. Ha ha. Uh, yeah, also, I will say... It, you know, the fact that they're even discussing being friends, this guy doesn't seem like a super fun hang and I'm being very no. judgmental, but just based purely off of these text messages, I don't know if I want to grab a drink with this guy. It doesn't seem like a good time. Good vibes. It it seems like they're both holding to, on to each other for hope. Like yeah. he's hopeful that at some time she'll, you know, be someone that will be at his beck and call whenever she wants it, whenever he wants it. And she is hopeful that he will turn into something more in their town that doesn't have a lot of people because she wrote that in her email. They're like from a rural area. Okay, so you're like, oh, I found the one guy who I can converse with and have a good time with over text. So maybe it could be the next thing. It's never going to be the next thing. Yeah, yeah. So let's keep go back to the email. Okay, and then I think it's me now, right? Yeah. yeah um, okay, so this is this is Monday, December 14th. Yes. Okay, I will call you on my drive. I'm sorry for hurting you and confusing you. Texting sucks. D sucks. I passed out early. <laughs> okay, thanks. Texting does suck. And then he follows up. Oh, wait. So that was uh, – we we have a time jump just to con context yeah. here. So first message was Monday, December 14th. She responds Monday, December 14th. Um, Seven okay, hours later. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then on Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. So we got some days. Um, I hope you had a really nice New Year's. Man, that's such a move. This fucking like uh these people you haven't heard from. Usually it's like years, but in this context, yeah. days where they just he jump didn't even back do into it. <laughs> he didn't even do it on New Year's or New Year's Eve. He did it yeah, the Saturday after New Year's. This year Saturday New Year's <laughs> happened on a Thursday night. So he didn't even do it yeah. Friday. Man, so, fucked up. let's go back to the email, which she wrote. However, the other day he texted me out of the blue. It took some prodding and then some ignoring to get him to actually uh, on the phone and talk about why he dropped off the face of the earth. He explained some things going on in his personal life that he had shut everyone out. He then went on to say that he regretted not taking me, uh, trying to make me a long-distance relationship work, and that he wanted to give us a chance. He loved me, etc. Over the course of the phone call, he went from just calling to apologize and explaining uh, to doggedly trying to convince me to give him another chance or to at least remain friends. Jared, is it ever a good idea to give someone a second chance or is it just giving some uh, giving into someone who is only reaching out because they are lonely and at their convenience what do you think brett do you think this is worth it i mean listen if i were in these shoes i think this is a lost cause i've i've seen enough as they say and <laughs> i think this probably isn't worth it that being said oh and to close off he did say i miss talking to you which is like oh that hurts to read um 
you listen if she i don't think they're going to be friends i think that's off the table get yeah, out of that no, no. territory it's maybe years down the line when you're both with other people maybe you can be friends but right now it's either you're gonna do this or you're not gonna do this i'm more in the don't do this it doesn't feel worth it category but just eliminate the friend option like no uh yeah pick a lane she, pick a lane here's here's the problem she says that they got it took her convincing him to get on the phone to then yeah. he's trying to date her. No, 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 yeah. no. You have to make you have to see someone make a definitive change in effort. He didn't even yeah. you've seen each other once. No. Over, done. It's never gonna be what you want it to be. He is sitting there. It's not just that he's lonely. It's that he has no one else to even reach out to to be an option. So you, yeah. he needs, and, and what he's doing is relationships or contract negotiations. He's coming back to you with the same offer. He hasn't even said, I'll come over tonight. I'll take you out to dinner tomorrow. I'll, I'll take, let's do something together. No, he hasn't even done that. It took you convincing him to get on the phone. <laughs> if he won't get on the phone, he ain't going to go on a second date. End it. Yeah. Walk away. Stop texting. Stop counting on your hopeful vision of this and start looking at the reality of the situation. Yeah, I'm with you on this. There's uh, there's better fish in the sea, as they say. You deserve better. And 2021, we don't have time for this exhaustion. No, it's too much. It's too much. It's not worth it. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Brett, this was fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. That was so fun. I could do that for so much longer, but we'll we'll uh, save it for next time. We got to do it again. Everyone go follow yeah. Brett S. Vergara on Twitter and Instagram. Go, go, go. His Bachelor tweets are amazing. You're going to love following him. He's doing a recap show, Baby Got Batch. Go, go, go. Subscribe to the podcast. Make it a part of your portfolio. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday and Thursday. We'll be back next episode. Boom.